You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. Guys, this is one of our favorite episodes of the year. It's a great off-season topic that we like to play and that is the better, same, worse uh, for position groups. Uh, we always enjoy this one. It's a good off-season topic. Uh, we do have something to bring up real quick uh, before we get into the podcast, and that involves the uh, Nebraska Podcast Awards show. Uh, we will be in Omaha at the uh, the Nebraska Brewing Company for this event in August. Get out and vote. Voting ends tomorrow, Wednesday, July 19th. You can find the uh, the voting information on Twitter or at our fa- uh, Facebook page. Uh, look at for Husker CuzCast, and uh, that information is there. <laughs> We're, the categories that we are in is MVP. All pad- podcasts are in there. Uh, we're in there for the comedy award. We like to argue, and somehow we are number one on the airwaves category uh we were not vetted for that obviously but who cares go vote for us anyway uh, tyler are you looking forward to this nebraska podcast award show oh i really am i mean it, it's really cool community we have here um excited to be part of it um I, I again i really think we have a shot to win a couple of these so i please please get out and vote yeah i, I mean who argues more than the cousins i mean yeah, that's true I mean, one episode Justin's positive, the next episode he's negative, and somehow Derek just goes right around opposite. It, it's amazing. So, yeah, it, it should be fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited it, to get easy, together. It's easy to argue with Justin. Well, just because he's always wrong. It's so it's easy to argue. It's easy to it. argue, but you, it's not easy to win an argument against me. That's what it is. I, I don't know if there is ever a winner in any of our arguments. <laughs> the audience wins in our arguments. That's who wins. So, yeah, uh, get out there and vote. Let us know that you vote. Uh, it'll be a fun time. And also, get out to the Nebraska Podcast Awards show. It's, it'll be a fun fun time. Lots of beer. We're big fans of beer, right? All right, let's get into the better, same, or worse categories. So the way that we're doing this is we're going to go position by position group. We'll mention the key losses, key returners, key transfers, and impactful freshmen. So I'm going to kick it off here with the quarterbacks. Uh, headed into 2023, so we are better, same, or worse than last year. Key losses, we lose Casey Thompson, at quarterback, who had 2,400 yards passing and at a 63% clip, 17 to 10 ratio with TDs to interceptions. And we lose Logan Smothers, who had minimal stats. Key returners, uh, we return Chubba Purdy. I don't know if he's a key returner, but he did have two starts last year. Uh, key transfers, Jeff Sims is the big one. He is the big one for Nebraska. Uh, 23 starts at Georgia Tech. Uh, runs the ball great. Dual threat guy. He can throw the ball a little. Uh, an impactful freshman. So uh, I like this uh, this quarterback room that we have here coming in. Uh, Henrik Harburg, he's also on the roster so we kind of have it's it's not looking great behind Jeff Sims, but there's some 
uh, talent there, even though it may be a little raw. Uh, I have this uh, as a worse group than last year. Derek, how do you see this quarterback group? Oh, it's by far worse. It's I don't think there's even a question about it. By far I, worse. I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not 100 sold on Jeff Sims, but even even if he is as good as advertised, you realize that since we've been in the Big Twelve or Big Ten, eight of the years we've had to have a backup quarterback start a game. That's eight out of twelve. I mean, guys. So so and he's been injury prone. So we, we have to have a backup quarterback, and I have, like, zero trust in Purdy. Henrik Harburg's had zero time playing in college football. Uh, statistically, Jeff Sims has struggled through his career. So, I I mean, I, I think losing Casey Thompson was just an absolute kick in the balls. And I, I'm scared of what this quarterback room could look like. Wow. Tyler, are you that harsh? Well, I – oh, this is tough. Am I that harsh? I would say I'm not as harsh on the backups as Derek. I, I don't think Chubb Purdy got a fair shot last year. I mean, he was injured when he got thrown in there. I don't know if we've seen enough of him to say. His athletic ability is a lot better than people give credit to. Um, I think that he looked decent in the spring game. I think he is clearly our number two quarterback heading into the uh, fall. And so I, I don't think that is – I mean – you know, last year our number two quarterback was him or Smothers. Do I think a healthy Chubba Purdy is better than the Chubba Purdy we saw last year? I think the answer is yes. Where, where to me is where I'm aligned with you guys worse is Jeff Sims. Uh, here's the thing: Jeff Sims is a di- dynamic runner. Uh, he is a far better runner than what Casey Thompson gave us last year. Uh, I don't know if he's Adrian Martinez good. Uh, is he Tommy Armstrong good? Maybe he's in that category. Uh, he sure is quicker than Tommy, um, and Tommy obviously was very athletic. What scares me about Jeff Sims is his passing. Last year, he had 13 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He threw for 54%, 54.9% of his passes. Uh, so Derek's disagreeing with my stats, and so he disagrees your, with your the stat, Your stats are because your stats are wrong. Last yeah, your year, stats are wrong. He was injured last year. He only had five touchdowns and three interceptions. He played six oh, games last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you're, damn it, you're right. I had, I had a seat. That's his career stats. No, his career stats, he's got 30 touchdowns to 23 interceptions. Passing? That's not what ESPN says. That's what CFB stats says. Well. He's got 1,155 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns. We've gone through this, Tyler. Do not I, use ESPN as a source. I know. They are I not know. trustworthy. I know. I th- you're, you, you're probably right. But regardless of which, his stats aren't great throwing the football um he, he has not definitely been a thrower that Casey Thompson is I I dare say that going into 2023 this is the worst I felt about a starting quarterback in the last 10 years I mean it, it is really, really scary yes wow uh, I, that's right because you were really optimistic on the Adrian Martinez uh when he had his uh really bad years I I so, I, I was high on Adrian even, yeah, even in his bad years Adrian Martinez was good 90% of the time. It was just in crunch time that he was terrible. Right, and it's not like Jeff Sims is a protector of the football. It's not like he is like Mr. Conservative and isn't going to make the big mistakes or has all these wins to point to as success. I mean, again, with Casey Thompson, he had his warts when he came here, but you could at least point to a couple games and say, look what he could do. Look what he could do. And 
I don't think you have that with Jeff Sims. And I know it sounds like I'm being really harsh on him and because his athletic ability is good, but I've generally felt good about our quarterback play in Nebraska. I think we have a high bar to keep up with. I just think Jeff Sims is a little bit lower than what we've seen. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, it, it, truthfully, it is fair, but I still like him. If he can stay healthy the entire year, I liked what I saw out of him in the spring game. I like that the coaching staff gave him plenty of ap- opportunities from first quarter through the fourth quarter to showcase his ability. Uh I think he can throw. I think he's going to have a lot better weapons at Nebraska than he did at Georgia Tech. Uh, so I, But you're right. He is no Casey Thompson, which made me give him the worst. But I'm not going far worse is what Derek was saying. So you're saying okay, so worse, I, obviously. Like Tyler Derek. and I are fairly agreeing. I mean, well, is it far worse? To, he's, point, he's, pointing to, he's pointing to all the same facts that I'm leading to. I'm just seeing it as far worse than he is. I, 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 I guess... I, where I guess I disagree with the far worse is when I look at the room as a whole, I guess I wouldn't say it's far worse. I think I think we'll see a better Chubba Purdy if we need him this year. Um, while I think it stinks losing Logan Smothers, I, I do think another year in the system, I think Chubba Purdy can be better. I just think if, if you're if you are saying starting quarterback to starting quarterback, I think it's yeah, a but, pretty okay. significant drop. Here's where I'm gonna disagree with you on Chubba Purdy. You talk about being in his second year in the system, but it's a completely different system. So it's not even as, I mean, fair, fair, that's fair. I understand. I understand they're all in a new system, and that's that is what it is. But I just, I just, I don't know. I guess it's a bad taste in my mouth after watching Chubb pretty last year. I mean, all right, yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, let's move on to running backs, Tyler. Yeah. Um, so key losses. Um, we have a couple guys last year. AJ Allen and Jockey Ziant have both departed uh, in the transfer portal. Um, key returners, uh, Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, and Anthony Grant. Uh, no notable transfers or really incoming freshmen of note. Um, so when I look at this room, obviously the headline is returning of Anthony Grant. Um, I, I hopefully got these stats right so you don't mock me again, but last year ran for 915 <laughs> yards and six TDs. Uh, so obviously, uh, had a great season last year. Obviously, um, put forward a really good effort leading the team. We did lose our number two rusher in A.J. Allen, who had 190 yards. Um, and Gabe Irvin returns, which is shocking because I feel like, you know, he had a better year last year until I looked at his stats and saw he only had 95 yards rushing. And 60 of those came against Oklahoma, which was his career high in rushing. So uh, Gabe Irvin's been injured a lot. So, I, you know, I think there's a lot of hype around him. But right now, I, he hasn't really produced on the field consistently to get there. But all things considered, when I look at this room compared to last year, um, I think Anthony Grant coming back is going to be big. I think actually giving Ramir Johnson the football could actually help out quite a bit. And I do think Gabe Irvin will be uh, somewhat of a a bigger contributor than we've seen over past years, while I don't entirely buy all the hype with him. So I'm going to say this is a better room. Uh, This is a very, I think it's an upgrade over last year, basically just returning everything we had. Derek? And, and that's why I went with same. I, 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 we had basically the same guys without AJ Allen. I mean, Jacquez Yant was basically non-existent last year. I mean, they didn't give him the ball much. He didn't run much. I didn't even count him uh, as a key loss. I, I mean, he, he in years past maybe, but last year he really was not a factor. Uh, and we're basing this off last year, so. Like losing AJ Allen kind of sucked, but at the end of the day, somebody had to go. 
And I was, I was glad that Anthony Grant stayed. Uh, I was kind of, I was really glad to see Romero Johnson stay because I still think he's a great athlete that's going to be good on the field somewhere. Uh, and, and Gabe Irvin, again, Tyler, you, you, you hit on it. If he could stay healthy, I, I think he could be a beast. I, I, but it's hard to go better when I when I've but when I'm basically judging off what I seen him do last year. I guess. Yeah, and I, I'm with you, Derek. I have this room as same. Uh, I was leaning a little bit better, uh, and it it'll probably be a little bit better than the same. But that AJ Allen, I'm, I'm sorry, I, that is a huge loss. That is a key loss right there. You know, he got injured last year. He only played four games, but the flashes of brilliance that he looked when he had the football. I mean, that dude looked like a guy that you wanted to be in your program for all four years. That's who you wanted to see in your backfield. And losing him, that that was tough. Uh, Grant, yeah, Grant's he's the bell cow. He's going to carry the team. And I know Gabe Irvin, you know, he's... He's all jacked and all yoked up. You know, he's been he's been working out. That dude is one of the guys that you want to get off the bus first. But, uh, I mean, we have to see it on the field. He's With the injuries, there's been a little bit of flashes. But then there's been a lot of just mediocre carries also. That's probably going to improve with a, a different uh, offensive line or improved offensive line. But... Uh, and Ramir Johnson, I don't know where he's going to fit in this. I, I just don't know where he's going to fit in this offense. It just seems seems like every year, you know, he just doesn't have a seat at the table for whatever reason. It's It doesn't make sense. But I, I have same also. Can, I, and, and again, it's fair what you guys are saying about same because obviously we, we didn't really add anything. We're not really young in that position. But can I just like point to the fact that Anthony Grant – like, I think a new coach could really help him. Last year, I feel like he was his own worst enemy because he got happy feet sometimes. And we saw what he could do when he had his best games. And if you could just get a coach and a staff that can just rein him in and just get that version of him. Like, think about to the Indiana game and the games where he just played really well last year. He looked like an all-Big Ten type guy. I, I think he only had one year at Nebraska. Bet, a new coaching staff, I think, can get him better. Um, I, that's why I kind of went best. Because I really do think I see him taking a good step forward this year. And, you know, and, and again, some of that will be offensive line driven. But I think actually getting him to be a little bit more downhill, learning from his mistakes, getting a little less happy feet, I, I think will do him a lot of well. And that's why I went better there. Is Wasn't really a lot of the happy feet more like uh, offensive line? I mean, that was the reason he had the happy feet. Is there's like nowhere to go at times. I I think that was a I think that was the start of it, right? I think that's why he started to do that. But then they got to a point where he did that in spite of what the blocking was doing. I mean, the line didn't give him a lot to work with last week. I, I'm not defending the offensive line play. We'll get no, that but I'll agree with Tyler there. I, I think it probably started that way, but it seemed like a lot of times he was just trying to bounce outside to get the edge yes whether he was supposed to or not and he got sometimes worse i think there was a, so, sometimes i think there was holes that he probably could have made and he probably could have got four or five yards but instead of taking the four or five yards he was trying to bounce outside and get a bigger play all right so for running backs i have same Derek has same and tyler you have better 
Next category is wide receivers. Derek. All right, so for key losses, we lost Trey Palmer, which is a massive loss. And then I put down Oliver Martin and Alante Brown. I don't know if they would be really key, but they were up there as far as receptions and yards went. Uh, key returners, you got Marcus Washington coming back. Uh, I, I want to say Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, and Xavier Betts, but neither one of them. I mean, Castaneda lasted, what, four games last year before entering the portal, and Xavier Betts never played a game last year because he quit on the team before the season started. But I, I bring them up because of their potential. Uh, the key transfers, we got uh, Billy Kempin. Uh, and then for impactful freshman, I, I, all I have right now really is Malachi Coleman. Uh, but I, I guys, I, I, I know Tyler's going to just cringe over this, but I've been a little bullish on these guys. I, I think this room's better. I, I, I really do because I, I think getting Xavier Betts back and having, and hopefully Isaiah Garcia Castaneda can get back to what he started the season with. And Marcus Washington, I think, is going to be a good receiver. And Malachi Coleman, I think, will come in and be, do, do, play impactful time. And I, I think Billy Kemp is is better than what Tyler is going to think. I, we've we've already had conversations about this, so I know where he stands on him. Uh, but guy, I mean, really, we have to replace Trey Palmer, which is tough to replace. But we don't need one guy to replace Trey Palmer. I can have three or four guys replace Trey Palmer. Okay. Yeah. Tyler? I, 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 um, well, I'll start. I think we're worse in this position group. I think this is a, uh, the worst wide receiver room Nebraska's put on the field in maybe the last 25 years. Um, it's not good. It, I mean, it, it's, you're, you're talking, what Derek was talking about guys that like we're counting on. We're talking about a guy who didn't play last year because he quit. We talked about another guy who played in one good game and then quit. We talked about a guy who was injured at Virginia most of the year. We're talking about a seventh-year senior out of Baylor who you didn't even mention contributing. We're talking about one of the seven true freshmen we're bringing in to contribute and Marcus Washington, who I think is actually a good player. Now, Billy Kemp, I do think, can play. I think he will definitely be in the vibe. Like, he's going to vie for that number one wide receiver spot. But I don't think he is Trey Palmer. I don't think he's Samori Torrey. I don't think he's Stanley Morgan. I don't think he's Jordan Westerkamp. I don't think he is Quincy Anunua. I don't think he's Kenny Bell. And these are the guys he's we're talking about as number one wide receivers we've had over the last 15 years. All right, all right hold on. I, I, I want to ask you this, Tyler. So do you know where Billy Kemp would, rent, would rank at Nebraska if he had all of his receptions and yards at Nebraska? Where? All time. At wide receiver. I, 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 I'm going to guess top three. Well, he would be first in receptions. He is fourth in Virginia's history in receptions, okay? But yeah. And he would be seventh all-time in reception yards. Okay. But he didn't. So it's, it's, he's proven. Like, here's my thing. Like, we all put all of our eggs into the basket of Trey Palmer last year before he ever played a down. And this guy's actually proven in Power 5 football, and we're, and we're damning him because we don't think he's Trey Palmer. Okay, so 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 my question is, so, Derek, what did Billy Kemp do last year? He was injured. I, I was he it. injured? Because I didn't see any report that he was injured. Yeah, because they have a lot of good injury reports out in college football. I I, I get it. I, I understand that there's not always and transparency. Follow, and I follow Virginia football like you follow 
Virginia football. Like I follow Virginia football. <laughs> Wait, you guys don't do a Virginia podcast on the side? <laughs> I, I Again, is, it, I don't want to make it sound like I think Billy Kemp isn't going to be a factor. He isn't going to play. But even if I give you Billy Kemp, even though I don't think he's going to be Trey Palmer or any of those guys I mentioned, after him and uh, Marcus Washington, it just falls off. Like, do you so, do you have that much confidence in Xavier Betts? Let me let me ask you this. Yes. You, so so okay. He is a, he is an athletic freak. Okay. So if if I told you right now, over under Xavier Betts five hundred receiving yards next year. I don't need him to get that because you know how much I need. You know how much I need four receivers to get to replace Palmer, Oliver Martin, and Alante Brown. How much? I need 364 yards out of four different receivers. Okay, name the four wide receivers that are going to give her 360 yards. Uh, Billy Kemp, Marcus Washington. I'll go Xavier Betts and Malachi Coleman. Okay, so you, if, if I said we can make a straight-up bet over 360 yards, you have that much confidence. Because I'm not even confident Xavier Betts is going to play in six games. I hope he does. I, I, wish I, I, will, also tell you, I, will, I will also tell you this. We're also not going to be in a pass-happy offense that we were in last year. So I'm also not going to need to replace all these all the all of these stats by Trey Palmer because we're actually supposed to have a running game. We we should I, I, again. I I just think this wide receiver room is very lacking. I just think it's really lacking. I mean, Justin, what do you think on it? I think I I put same because I wasn't impressed with the wide receiving unit last year, and I don't. We're not better than last year. Uh, you know, you keep talking about who's going to be that number one wide receiver, who's going to be like the Trey Palmer, who's going to be the guy that's going to go get you your number one target. I don't know who that guy is. Is It could be but Marcus it, Washington. It, I know you keep saying you don't need that guy, but the team needs that you guy. Don't. They need. You the, don't need that guy. Wouldn't it be better to have four different guys you could pass to rather than just sure, pass the same sure. guy all the time? So, so tell me that. tell me the year that Nebraska had that. Point. I think this is a good year that we could have it. Because I can't remember the year that we, we didn't get by with a one, at least one two-punch. But we've, we've had that number one guy for a very long time. There's going to be a favorite. You know, Jeff Simpson's going to have a sure. favorite target. And I don't know who that guy – I don't know who we, who it can be. Maybe it's Marcus Washington. I mean, if I had to guess I mean, right I, now, if, Marcus if Washington would be our If I just, just the spring game, I would say it's Billy Kemp. I mean, that's who it seemed like he was trying to throw to a lot. Yeah, I, I, the, the other concern I have with this room is, I, I again, I hope Xavier Betts plays well. I hope Malachi Coleman comes in and contributes right away. I also think we're, while I don't think we need six, seven wide receivers this year, I do worry if we have one injury. We're like one injury away from me being really terrified of what this room is going to look like. If, I mean, and again, you can say that in most years, but this year it just seems in particular the depth gets really scary when you have seven freshman scholarships. I mean, outside of those guys, you look at the – you have five upperclassmen but, scholarships. But let me ask you this. Is, isn't this a position where you would rather have freshmen play as opposed to, like, offensive sure, line? Sure, sure. I mean, wide receiver, you in theory. I mean, wide receivers and running backs play freshmen all the time. Yeah, I, you're you're right. If if I had to pick, I would rather that. But none of these, we had very few of these guys in camp. I think we had one wide receiver in camp out of the freshmen. So it's not like we had a lot of guys getting snaps. I know Malachi Coleman basically was in camp. He was at every practice. At every practice, yeah. But he I, knows what I, they're doing out there. Yeah. So and, and again, he's one of the he's the guy I think will contribute this year. Um, I don't know. I just I I am. I am very nervous. And that kind of goes a little bit in my fear on Jeff Sims. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to have the safety valves that other quarterbacks have had. 
I, I just think we have athletically we have better talent than what we've had in a lot of years. Because I think Xavier Betts is an athletic freak. I think Malachi Coleman is an athletic freak. I think Billy Kemp, while not being an athletic freak, he is a very serviceable guy that can get you a lot of yards. I mean, I think we have a lot of guys that would be great backups. I, I, I still think that we need a, a number one guy. Like, and I, I don't see any of these guys There's as like a, a number true one guy, number I mean, one. I, I guess, but but yeah. to like Tyler's point, when he was going back and naming all the number one wide receivers, going back, man, you went we went back into the Bo Pelini days to reach out for guys. I, I, and, I, and I thought I thought about throwing Nate Swift in there. I thought about keep yeah. going back because we've had it for a while. I mean, yeah. Not I mean, to say that I, none of these guys can be, but there's like no, there's nobody that's obvious. Usually headed into the season, you know who that guy is going to be. So and we don't know. So Derek, you talked about stats for Billy Kemp. I did, one stat I want to bring up is how many touchdowns does he have in his career? Eight. Okay, and how many seasons did he have more than one touchdown? One. The answer is one. He had six touchdowns his junior year and one touchdown in his sophomore and freshman year. All right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I did. ESPN says is, is this his fifth year? Yeah. This, this is his fifth be, year, right? Yeah, this is going to be a fifth year. I actually think it's technically six because I think he redshirted, but. Yeah, I um, think you're right. I think, you're he, right. I think he redshirted as a freshman. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I am a. I, I am hoping I am hoping Billy Kemp is everything you think he's going to be. I want to buy a I'll buy a jersey if he is. All right, so, so we uh, this is one that we obviously do not see eyes with. To recap, uh, Derek, you have the wide receiver room better. Tyler, you have worse, and I have it same. Moving to the tight ends, key loss is Travis Vokalek. Uh, he went as an undrafted free agent to. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, he had 240 yards, two touchdowns last year. That is what we lose at the tight end position. Key returners, uh, this is tough. I'm, I'm throwing Nate Burkertcher in there because I think he's going to be a dude that's going to play a lot this year. And uh, Thomas Fedoni, I mean, you have to throw him in there. He hasn't done anything on the field yet. But he's in a lot of highlight videos, and every all the coaching staff, they really like him. He looks the part. Uh, he could be the part. We just haven't seen it. But I have to throw Thomas Fedoni in there. You got you have to give him his, uh, his cred there. Uh, key transfers, Eric Gilbert out of Georgia. He had minimal stats at Georgia, but he had a really good freshman campaign at LSU where he caught uh, 368 yards and two touchdowns impactful freshman i'm just going to give a shout out to ismail smith flores and the only reason i am doing that is because he played for bob wager uh the tight end coach when uh, bob wager was at uh, arlington martin so there's familiarity there so he knows how his tight end coach coaches because he coached him in high school football all those years so Maybe that could be the catalyst to uh, get on the field. And overall, I, I put the tight end room as better. Uh, but a lot of that has to do with just uh, <laughs> it, like Fedoni panning out, uh, not being injured, 
and Eric Gilbert being as good as he was in his freshman campaign. But I know I could get butchered here. I know I'm going to get butchered. I see Derek's face. Hell, here. yes, you are. You guys just hammering me for talking about potential in the wide receiver room and how there wasn't enough experience and this and that. And it, I mean, there's zero experience with Thomas Fedoni. He's had like 10 snaps in, in his football career in Nebraska. Eric Gilbert, we don't even know if he's going to be able to play yet because he hasn't even got his, wa- his waiver yet. So we could be relying on Nate Borkercher, who had six receptions for 52 yards last year. You know who? Oh, I, this room's worse. You know this room's worse. You know who? With, with, with some potential, there's a lot of potential in this room, but they're worse. They're, they're, they're worse off without Travis Volkleck right now. I I don't know. So so I'm gonna go same. Uh, I am closer to you, Derek, than Justin. Um, I, I was back and forth. This is one of two position groups I went back and forth on between same or between two categories. Uh, and I ultimately went same. Travis Vokluck was a good player. Uh, I don't think he lit the world on fire. Um, so I don't think losing him is going to be irreplaceable. And I think that the agree. potential um, is definitely there. And I think, Derek, you're being a little hard on Nate Borkter. Like, I know that he didn't light the world on fire, but you know who had only had 10 more receptions last year than him? Your boy, Billy Kemp. So, I mean... <laughs> he, played, he played in half the games that he played in, too. Well, Billy Kemp's a wide receiver, and he was a third-string tight end last year. So, like, I mean, let's I, let's just split the difference and say that I don't think we're that bad. I, I do think the potential is right, great. Well, let's, not, let's also not forget that you're going to sit here talking about Thomas Fedoni, and you're hammering me about Billy Kemp being injured. Well, the, the, I mean, that's fear. I mean, right. Like, so again, I, I'm, I'm aligned with you. I'm closer to you because th- there is potential for this room just to fall apart. I mean, there is, but I do think, again, it, I'm right on that edge of worse and same. I, I do give the edge because of potential. I mean, if these guys start clicking, but the other name that you have not mentioned yet is the, the guy who changed rooms that I think could be a difference maker in Jerry and Bonner. Bonner. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think him moving for tight end and what we saw out of the spring game, I know he's at H back. I think he could give us a little bit of something out of that room that we didn't have. Uh, he's bulked up. He's done the part. Uh, again, I some of this isn't necessarily I, – I don't think this is a good room. I don't think this is at all. I also don't think we were a good room last year. I, uh, and that's why I gave it better because I think this room can get over 300 yards uh, receiving. Maybe. 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 Yeah, that, that, that's, if if Fedoni's if Adon- if healthy, I believe we can. Yeah, that, that's really where my head was. It, it's like, okay, so if I'm ranking the, the position groups, I know we're not doing that today. This would probably be my second worst. I mean, it, it's not a good room, but I don't think it was a good room last year. I, I don't – so I think it can at le- least hold, but it does have the potential to really be great. It, it really can be really special this year. I, I have to tell you guys, I, I just this is one thing I thought about for a little while today on Eric Gilbert. The Nebraska part of me really hopes he gets this waiver because I that he's got great potential too, and I I, I seen I seen the stats at LSU they look good. The college football fan in me hopes the guy that he does not get a waiver and gets punished for transferring to his third school in a matter of what three years. God, you're a sicko. You're yeah. a sicko. Yeah, that's messed up, man. No, that's fine. I mean, like I said, the Nebraska fan in me wants him to be able to play, but. I mean, I'm just tired of the transfers. I, I, and then they all just get waivers anyway. I, I don't understand why why we even punt. Why, what's the point of the transfer portal? If you're just going to let them. I mean, you made one rule. You could transfer once, 
without sitting out a year. And now, well, well, here we go. With this this guy transferred a second time, so well, we'll probably give him a waiver and let him play anyway. What the hell's the point of the rules then? There are no rules, unless there the are. Only rules. Rule, the only rule is win. That's it. All right, so uh, Derek, you have worse for the tight ends. Tyler, you have same, and I have better. Now the last position group on offense is offensive line. Tyler. Yeah, um, key losses. Uh, Trent Hickson and Brock Bando are both gone. Um, uh, I also put Kevin Williams as a key loss. Debatable on that. I think he did start a game last year. But um, key returners, lots of names I can name here. Teddy Prohaska, uh Ethan Piper, Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran uh, are all key returners. And uh, transfers in, uh, Ben Scott and Jacob Hood. Uh, one name I have not mentioned, which I guess you could call a, a key returner, is Nuelli. Uh, yes, now, please now do. He did, now, he did not play last year, so I was kind of on the fence if I should count him as a returner or not, but he definitely goes with mentioned because I think he is a very big part of why I believe our offensive line is going to be better. I think the addition of him and Ben Scott into this offensive line room going into this year is a really big upgrade to what we saw in our interior last year. I think Ethan Piper definitely upgraded his game last year. Um, and we I think he played a lot better. And now you add in the fact that hopefully Teddy Prosca sounds like he is good to go coming out of the spring. Bryce Benhart has gotten rave reviews from the coaches so far. And you still have a high four-star in Turner Corcoran who started every game last year that you'll find a spot for. I think this offensive line room has a clearly is going to be better than last year. Now, similar to the tight end, I'm not saying this offensive line is going to be great. I think it's still a below average group, but it is clearly in the upward trajectory. And I'm actually pretty excited for what they can do this year. Derek? I, Tyler, I, I, I'm kind of with you on this one. I hate to agree with you ever, but I, I'm with you on this one. Four of these guys, really regardless of who you put in there, have played together. So they got they got their chemistry. I mean... They're in their second year with the new with their coach, so they can get a chance to get, get that going with them. Um, I think Ben Scott was was an absolute great transfer. Uh, I, I I have them slightly better. I I'm not gonna go as far as to call them greatly better, but I, I think they're slightly better. So I agree with better. Also, you named six guys that uh, you know it feels like we're six deep at offensive line. Between Noelle, Piper, Ben Hart, Corcoran, Teddy, and Ben Scott. But there's we're actually seven deep because Henry Latovsky, if he has to come in at guard, I mean that's another solid guy that I don't lose faith in at all if he has to come and take snaps. So we have we actually are seeing a little bit of depth now at offensive line. Where in previous years it we were just an injury away from being decimated and we we weren't even that good anyway to even take that uh, injury. But uh, I think I, I like uh, personnel-wise, uh, Donnie Rayola, he still has to keep on building because that offensive line last year was not good, but it's going to be better. I think uh, with the right mentorship that he has, uh, it's. I think I, I, I see this as a better, much better. Well, to, to add what you're talking about, just having seven guys there that you can trust, not, it's not just injuries. It's like, okay, I got, you know, I, I personally think Corcoran is a better guard than he is a ta- they ever was a tackle. So I think he will, fi- I think he'll find a home at, at tackle. 
But if he continues to struggle at guard, I, I've got a few guys behind him that I can go, okay, let's switch him out. Yeah. Well, and I, I know we're really talking about 2023, but the thing about this room I love is there's not one senior on this roster. I mean, this is a group that if you're talking, if you're it's buying stuff, well, no, he's he's a junior eligibility, according to the 24 or on three. I mean, they're they're all been around for a while. The the COVID year messes up, but according to on three, he has junior eligibility. But you look at what uh, Rail is doing on the recruiting trail. You look at this room as it sits today. Like there is a lot of things to be very excited about in the upcoming seasons, and I think this is like a hey, we went from the worst offensive line in the Big Ten or damn near it. I think we start moving towards average, but we're a year or two away. I I really do believe from being one of the top three or four offensive line groups in the Big Ten. I think this is a big year, a big step in that journey. Go Donnie. Go Donnie. All right, so to recap the offensive line, all of us have the offensive line better. Moving to defense, Derek, you have defensive line. All right, we got key losses. We got O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, Colton Feast, Stefan Wynn, Devin Drew. A lot of losses there. Uh, key returners, uh, I got Ty Robinson, Nush Hotmacher. Uh Key transfers, we got Elijah Judy coming in. I'm counting Kai Wallen as a transfer. I know he's Juco. That's always such a gray area, but I'm, I'm going to count him as a key transfer. Uh, incoming or impactful freshman. I think we've already seen it with Prince, Prince Will Uman Milan and Cameron Lenhart. Like we've seen him in the spring game. And I think these guys are going to be difference makers and they're going to get a lot of playing time this year. Uh, Riley Van Poppel is another high recruit that I think may, I don't know if he'll see the field a lot, but I, I want to mention him just cause he was a high recruit and who knows? Who knows what he can do? Uh, as far as uh, it, it, this room still works, like we lost a lot of people, we lost a lot of a lot of good people, and and a lot of the talent that we do have is unproven. Uh, I think Eliza Judy could be really really good, but he didn't play a lot at Texas A and M. Is that where he came from? I believe. Uh, Kai Wallen was a really was a really good JUCO guy, but. I, I, Ty Robinson's our, our main guy here. He's the only one we really have anything to put any weight on. And so until, until we can get some proof out, out of this pudding, I, I, I got I to go worse. Yeah, and I, I think the fact remains that having to most likely rely on a couple of freshmen coming in with Cam Lenhart and Principal uh, Uma Milan, I mean, that just shows how decimated this uh defensive line is uh future looks good though we they're bringing in a lot of talent that'll look good but in 2023 oh my god this could this could be ugly this has a chance to become ugly in big 10 play so i don't agree uh, go ahead it better say morse Justin. oh it's worse it's worse this is the easiest worse uh out of this is the biggest drop off out of all position groups so it's it's a, it's a toss up between this and quarterback for it's, me. This is wide receivers is the correct answer there, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, but no. Uh, so it is worse. It is worse. But I will say this: I, I don't agree with your stance that this is a bad position group. I think last year was a pretty good position group. I think these freshmen are going to play. 
I think Ty Robinson is gonna is a he can play. Where this position falls apart is depth. Like there is just a, when you're counting on true freshmen, I think they can go out. Well, there that's and what give I'm you, getting at. Yeah, that's well, why they, they, can, they can give you 15 to 20 snaps. I think they're gonna play really well, but. Obviously, we're not just putting them out there for 20 snaps. They're going to be putting them out there for 30, 35. I mean, that's where this gets concerning to me. Um, but I, I do think this is I, – I don't think this is a trash position group. I think this is a – I think it's a decent room. I think this is a decent room, just not quite there with depth at this point in juncture to I, probably I, I, make I, it. I, I think of this room like I think of the tight ends. I think it's worse with a lot of potential. Where the, I the, think, pro- the problem with this defensive line group is we're not going to be able to see these guys against a Patsy. I mean, they are going to go up against Minnesota very first game. Minnesota always has kick-ass offensive lines. So they're going to be put to the test right away. If they hold their own, then it's going to look good. But if they get their, if they get steamrolled, that, that's, that is the matchup that we want to be watching is offensive line versus our defensive line in game one sure and okay. a yeah, name that I, I don't know if you mentioned derek and i know there's probably a, and maybe you did and i missed it and there might be a little bit of controversy about where he's playing but, but blaine gunnerson um blaze 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 it's still blaze it's gonna you need to change the name to blaine because i can call him the right name uh, but I apologize. At least I give him a shout out. Like, I think he's actually a guy that can come in and start. I think he is that kind of contributor. Uh, I was trying to play around with the depth chart and I think we, I think we know Robinson. I think we know Nash at, uh, knows. I think that third defensive tackle defensive end spot is a really interesting position. And like, as I'm starting to pencil this in, there's like four guys I'm like rotating there. Cause I don't know if it's going to be Judy. I don't know if it's going to be Gunnerson. I don't know if it's going to be Princewell. Like I just, there's a lot of names that could fill that spot. And while I do worry about the other spot, when Ty Robinson has to go off the field, because that strong side defensive end is going to be tough to replace, like, I I do think there's some... I, I, I do think this is going to be a surprise in a lot of people's eyes. But you're not replacing Garrett Nelson. You're not replacing O'Shawn Mathis with freshmen at this point. It's just, that's too much of a task. I mean, you're not well, even the, really the one, replacing Colton Feast, you got, are no, you? Yep. No. The one thing, you, the one good thing you got going for you against Minnesota, though, is they're replacing almost their entire offensive line this year. I think they got their center and maybe one of their tackles coming back. Yeah, so so maybe 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 a little inexperience there helps us out a little bit too. All right, so to recap, defensive line, we're actually unanimous here. Uh, worse across the board. Moving to linebacker. Key losses. Ernest Hausman. We lost him. He was God. He was such. He was so good as a freshman last year. Transferred to Michigan. That's that's a kick in the nuts there. We'll also lose Caleb Tanner, outside linebacker. Uh, key returners. Uh, looking good. Luke Reimer, who led in tackles, he's back. Nick Henrich, who started last year, had some injuries. He's back. And then I'm even going to throw Jamari Butler in there. Uh, key transfers, MJ Sherman from Georgia, another Georgia kid, and Chief Borders from Florida. And the staff is high on them. These guys look like they're going to be major contributors, so that is very good. Impactful freshman, uh, Maverick Noonan is a guy to uh, keep an eye on. And I'm going to throw something out with Eric Fields. I know Matt Rule and staff, they liked him, liked him coming out of uh, uh, high school in uh, Oklahoma, Ardmore, I believe. 
really fast kid. So I think he's a guy that uh, to keep an eye on in the linebackers. But overall, I finally like the fact that you know we have a lot more depth behind Luke Reimer and Nick Henrich. And uh, guys like MJ Sherman, Chief Borders, that that makes this this linebacker room uh, much much better. A lot of experience out there. It's this is this is a good group. Tyler. Yeah, I agree with you, Justin. Um, I think this is a better room. I think partially, I think Nick Henrik not having to play that inside may help him sticking up uh, health wise. He's probably going to move to a little bit more of that outside spot in that three three five. Um, hopefully that'll help him stay healthy. I mean, I, I do agree with you better. I do like Ernest Hausman. I do sucks that he left, but I do think bringing in MJ Sherman, he is definitely capable to replace him. And that thing, um, you look at some of that depth with Randolph Kapai, as you look down Jamari Butler down that I, I it's deep, it's good. Um, yeah, I, I really, am, I'm a big fan of this offense or uh, uh, linebacker group. Derek. You guys are kind of talking me and trying to go better here, but I went with same. I what? Because right now I'm 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 betting on Henrich, Reimer, and Jamari Butler, the ones I know. Uh, MJ Sherman, I know it's going to be. I I know he was a stud coming out of high school. I did he have a lot of experience before he came here? Define a I, lot I, of experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. Not, not that I could tell him. It didn't seem like he had a ton of it. No, um, I mean, I mean, he was at Georgia for a long time. Uh, game time experience, not a lot. But I mean, you're playing on at Georgia. I mean, they have I, the I best defense it. year in year out. I get it. Um, and, and I like Chief Borders I, again. I, I like these guys. I, I just I need a little prove it time with them. Yeah, that's fair. So until until, until I get some prove it time with them, I'm, I'm gonna stick with same. So you're sticking with same. All right. So, so uh, just a real quick curve. I just was flipping through my notes. So MJ Sherman had 136 snaps on defense in 2021 and 2022, and he had 308 on special teams. So while definitely not like a main contributor to Georgia, but you are talking about the best defense in college football over the last two or three years. I mean, he's, the fact that he's getting any snaps is probably a good thing. Uh, but yeah, that's fair. I, I was flipping through that pretty quickly, but. Yeah, I, I think that Luke Reimer is, I mean, he is in that very small group of best players on this team. Like, when I start thinking about who is the best guys on this team, he is definitely in that category. And, and look, by, by saying they're the same, like, I, I didn't think our linebackers were bad last year. I, 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 th- I still think it's a good group. Yeah. That's fair. All right, final category or final position group, defensive backs, Tyler. Yep, uh, for key losses, I have uh, Brandon Moore is really the only key loss I wrote down. Uh, for key returners, Miles Farmer, uh, Mar- Marquez Buford, uh, Hartzog, Quentin Newsom, and Isaac Gifford. Um, so key transfers, uh, Corey Collier uh, comes in from Florida. And for freshmen, I have Ethan Nation and uh, Dwight Boodle the second, um, all the freshmen. So um, this, to me, is the best position group on the team. Um, you know, last year, Quint Newsom had 10 pass breakup, Miles Farmer, Tommy Hill, who I did not mention, both had four pass breakups, uh, Buford and Gifford both had three, Hartzog had three interceptions, uh, Gifford and Farmer were both top three in team and tackles, 
I mean, this, this is the best position group. I think this is among the four or five best uh, defensive backs in the Big Ten. Um, I think Quentin Newsom has been horribly underrated. Um, I think he has a breakout year and a potential all Big Ten uh, in his future. Um, again, 10 pass breakups last year. He turns a few more in those interceptions this year. That That's going to play a long ways. Um, so last year, I think this room was good. I think last year they, they struggled a little bit because they were playing so many new guys. You know, Hardzog was getting his first meaningful snaps. Tommy Hill was getting his first meaningful snaps. Buford was getting his first meaningful snaps. I mean, even Miles Farmer had been behind. Basically, that was his first year getting a full year starting. Uh, Isaac Gifford, first time getting time starting because he was behind JoJo Doman. So these guys, last year, they grew a lot. But I think they're going to take that huge step forward this year. Um, so I, I'm psyched about this room. I, I, I'm going to go better. Yeah, it's it's definitely better. We don't lose anybody. Return everybody. And out of the, like the five key returners that you named, only Quentin Newsom is a senior. So all of these guys are coming back again. And guys, there's other depth out there like Omar Brown. Uh, Omar Brown, he played last year. He's got experience on the field. And a walk-on favorite, he's a fan favorite, at least for me, is a Phelan Sanford. Athletic dude. He's coming back. I, th- I believe he started a game last year, late in the year. Uh, he's in that backfield also. I mean, this is definitely, this is definitely the best uh, group, uh, position group next year. So... I have better as well. Derek. All right. Well, I, I have better as well. And for all the reasons you guys talked about. Uh, Tyler, you kind of talked about Quentin Newsom being a little underrated. Well, maybe it's because I don't even know if he's the best corner on this team. I I, I love Malcolm Hartsock. I think this guy's a stud. I think he's going to shine. I, I think he only touched his potential last year. And he led the team in interceptions last year. I, I think this guy's going to just continue to get better. Uh, Isaac Gifford, I think, is going to continue to get better. I, all these guys are going to continue to get better. I, I just this room is. You guys are right. This is probably the deepest and strongest room that we have. And they might have uh, playing for Nebraska's top assistant coach also in uh, Evan Cooper. I mean, he Cooper might be our best assistant coach, and playing for him. Oh, it's going to be well, nice. He's definitely one of our more experienced. So It's true. So, all right. So, defensive backs, we are all better there. So, Derek, looking at uh, how you kind of see this defense, you know, you had worse for defensive line, same for linebacker, and better for defensive back. Overall, do you think we'll be improved on defense compared to last year? Or Yes. Yeah, I, I, you still I, I think, think we'll be improved. Yeah, I, I think the scheme alone will make it better. Tyler, I guess I'll ask you as well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, top twenty-five defense. Damn right. Oh, that's right, that's right. This is preseason, Tyler. Preseason, Tyler always says top twenty-five. It doesn't matter if who's coaching. Kevin you know Cosgrove could be coaching, but but we have a good coach. I, I I'm a big Tony White fan. Um, I, I think his scheme is going to be there. Again, the, the weakest position is defensive line. And while it is clearly the weakest position on the defense, I don't think it's a bad group. Um, yeah, I think this is a better I think this is a better defense. I think the more interesting question is offense. Will we be better or worse? I think we'll be better. 
I think we'll be better at running, worse at passing. Yeah, I mean that's probably where I, I think that's exactly right, Derek. I think now will the the makeup and running be enough to make up the passing? I don't know. That's that. I, that's it. That's gonna be that's gonna be the big question. But I will say this: I wonder if having uh, a fullback or Jenner and Bonner back there is gonna. I wonder how much that's gonna help the running backs. And can we, can we see our running backs actually break some big runs? Because we haven't seen that for a couple of years, it seems like. We've seen some quarterbacks break some pretty big runs, but not really running backs. We've seen some wide receivers make some pretty big runs. Yeah, last year we, backs we just, damn sure didn't see a lot of running backs make some big big plays. So I'm, I'm wondering if you get that lead blocker, how much that's going to help him. I mean, but how often is a full? I mean, how many snaps a game do you expect to see that, a fullback? That's 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 a good question. I don't know. Ten at most is. Will there be ten? I don't know. Uh, all right. So that was fun. That's always uh, the better, same, worst game. God, that's one of my favorite games to play. Uh, last topic here. Uh, as you know, we have a lot of newcomers, a lot of new faces here between transfers, JUCO, and freshmen. Tyler, who are your top five newcomers headed into 2023? Well, this was hard. Uh, I don't know what it was like last year. I know we, I think we did this a couple years now. Definitely we did this last year. I don't think it was this hard last year. Um, so I might throw a curveball or two that you weren't expecting. Uh, but my number five is Jeff Sims. I know I came off maybe a little harsh on him in the quarterback. Um this isn't because I don't think he's a good player. I think this guy will play. I, I think he is definitely deserving to be in the top five. Uh, so that's my fifth. Uh, Corey Collier, uh, number four. Um, I think he's going to fight for playing time last year, and, and we just raved about how well we think this defensive back room is. I think he is going to be a contributor, probably not starter, but I think he's going to play meaningful snaps. Um, I think he's definitely that guy. Number three, Malachi Coleman. Uh, I think Malachi Coleman, not only what his future at Nebraska is, which is going to be great, I think next year he's an immediate contributor. Uh, he's going to be vying, I believe, for a starting spot in a kind of a weak room. Uh, it would not shock me if he ends up being our number one wide receiver. Um, number two, Princewell, Yumanayan. Pretty close on that one? Uh, yeah, it's closer <laughs> to what I thought you'd get. Yeah, I mean, this guy, again, I think he's a guy that's going to be fighting for a starting spot. Um, I told you guys earlier, I was kind of messing around with depth. I ended up leaving him as my number one. I think he has a really good shot to be a, a really good shot to be a starting defensive tackle for us. And number one, uh, the guy who I have as a starting linebacker, MJ Sherman. Dude, that guy came up and he played in the spring game. He had four tackles at one and a half tackles for loss. He's a former five-star out of Georgia, has that national championship pedigree. Um, I think he's going to be a starter next year. I think he is going to be a huge contributor in that really strong linebacker room. Um, I do have a couple honorable mentions, but I'll let you guys go before I throw those out. Go ahead, Derek. All right. Well, my number five was was MJ Sherman. I want to see a little more out of him, but I, I do think there's a lot of potential with him, and I think he's going to have a ton of playing time. Uh I agree with you, Tyler. I mean, he's a five-star guy. He's going to be a stud. Uh, I went with Malachi Coleman at number four. I think, well, I don't know if he's going to have a ton of playing. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's going to be like a number one wide receiver, but I, I think he's going to get plenty of playing time. Uh, 
and he'll get thrown to quite a bit. Uh, number three, I went with Jeff Sims. He's gonna he's gonna impact the game negatively or positively because he's gonna have the ball in his hand every single play. So you got you got to get him in there. Uh, number two, I, I went with Cam, Cam uh, Cameron Lenhart. I, I think he's another one that really played well in the spring game. I think he's gonna push for some starting time. Uh, and principal old man Milan. That's, that's I, that was my number one guy. Wow. Okay, uh, I actually went 10 deep because we have so many guys to choose from. But my top five, number five, MJ Sherman, he's going to be a stud. Number four, Malachi Coleman. Derek, I made a face because your five and four were exactly mine. Number three, I threw in Billy Kemp. I think this is exactly what the wide receiver room needs. They need some because it's not impressive, but he gives them a spark. Uh, number two, and I can't believe this guy was not on your list. I think this guy is absolutely essential, and that is Ben Scott, ben Scott. at center. Yeah, Ben Scott. So yeah, Ben yeah. Scott is my number two guy. And number one, I got to go with the quarterback. The quarterback, he's going to be the top newcomer, and he damn sure better be because if we want to see a bull game or go beyond, it's all going to go through Jeff Sims' hands. So there's a lot of hope there, but I, I think in uh, Matt Rule offense – this guy can shine. So that that's my top five. D- so, Tyler, yeah. Ben Scott ahead. was right there. He was my like number six. He was it was between him and Jeff Sims. I, I was back and forth on who to put in my top five. Uh, I did have Cameron Lenhart as one of my honorable mentions always also and Billy Kemp. I mean I think that there there was no name that you guys mentioned. I, I don't think that like I only had three honorable mentions down, but um yeah, I mean it it I mean, again, another year, but more so than even last year, a year going to be defined by these newcomers. Yeah, I had uh, Lenhart and Princewell. I had them at seven and eight uh, on there. Uh, I think they will shine. Uh, six, I had your guy, uh, Collier, Corey Collier at safety. Uh, number nine, I, I put an Eric Gilbert there at nine because just of – what he should show if he can get back to the LSU thing. And then just to round out 10, I put Elijah Judy in. Yeah, a good list. I have Elijah Judy in my, in my honorable mentions. Billy Kemp was, was a tough one. I, I ended up leaving him off, but he was tough to... I, 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 I'm shocked, Derek. I, I, if you would have told me, I would have lost money there. I would have bet he was going to be your number one. I, I, that's, I mean, where, that's where I thought he was headed as he's giving his countdown down. I was like waiting for Billy Kemp yeah. because... Derek's been like no, uh, I, Billy Kemp's like number one fanboy. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm his number one fanboy. I just I don't know if he's the number one us. guy. But if, <laughs> if, if if he don't have 500 yards this year, I'd be I'd be shocked. I and that if that's stays probably healthy. a good target. If for he him. stays healthy, I th- and Derek, I guess that's the thing is my, my concern back on that wider receiver room. I think that 500 600 yards is a good target for him. I just don't think that's enough what our room needs. Like, so that's where my problem See, I is. I think it is because I think we have enough ta- enough uh, enough other talented guys. I mean, if I can get five if I can get 500 out of him and 500 out of uh Marcus Washington, I've or- I've already made up for what Trey Palmer did last. I mean, year. last year Spencer Rattler threw for 3000 yards. I mean, I I think we're going to throw more than you're giving credit for. I think this I don't think we're going to be a so you think the, you think the staff's lying to us about focusing on the run well, I, and wanting to run the ball? Oh my God! There's never been a staff that's ever lied to us about running the ball more and using the tight end more. 
I mean, if they said that, I mean, that'd be the first time I've ever heard a coaching staff at Nebraska say that they want to run the ball more and use the tight end more. I'd be shocked. Yeah, I think that goes all the way back to uh, Billy Callahan. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a go-to. I, I just, I mean, do I think we're going to, is it going to be Mark Whipple's offense? No. Do I, I think they are counting on Jeff Sims to be able to throw the ball for 2,500 plus yards next year. I, I think that. He's never had 2,000. I understand that. That's what scares the shit out of me. I I just don't think we're I just don't think we're going to be a 2,000-yard rushing team. Like, I mean, if, if you're not throwing for I, I think I think if our offense is going to be any good, we're going to have to have close to that 2,000 yards rushing. Because like what what is an does anybody have like so if I'm relying strictly on Bill or uh, Jeff Sims arm, dude, I I don't think our offense is going to be good at all. I mean, Justin, I, I want to look something up real quick. So Give your take on this. <laughs> take on the how many yards uh, passing or, or I mean well, just, just, just what you have? think of the the, the team. Boy, how much time do we got here? We're at the end of an episode, man. <laughs> so so last year, if you're an average offense in college football, you were 5,200 total yards. That that was about the average last year in offense. Okay, so I just I think to myself. If that is going to be that 5,000-yard, 5,200-yard average, like if we're going to do that, we're going to need 2,000 yards rushing, which is – that's a big number for Nebraska. So so for what it's worth, Phil Steele, he always has the projected stats for team, right? For Nebraska in 2023, he has Nebraska at 176.6 yards rushing. And 191.5 yards passing. So through 12 games, I mean that's that's going to be 2,300 yards. 20, yeah. Say again. That's 2,300 yards. 2,300 so, yards passing. So I think that's what. So that's what I'm trying to back into right there, Derek. Is like if we're going to need to throw the ball 23 to 24, 2,500 yards, who's going to catch those passes? And obviously, there's a lot of names you could throw out. There. I just that's where I think. We're lacking. I just don't know if we have the pass catchers to help Jeff Sims enough and to get there. So that, I don't know. But, you know, that's also, you know, 2,100 yards rushing also. So <laughs> something's got to give a little bit, doesn't it? Well, I hope we can get 20. I would love to see us get 2,000 yards next year rushing. I love that he says that. How many of those do you think Jeff Sims But he will also says for? Luke Reimer's not going to start. Yeah. So yeah, he, you can't take anything he says seriously. Say that again? He also says Luke Reimer's not going to start. So you can't take anything he says seriously. I, I think Jeff Sims is good for 500 yards next year. That would be his, a high for his career. Yeah. I, I think four to 500 yards is a reasonable expectation for him running the ball. Well, what did he, he ran for what last year? Uh, 288 and a TD. I think he averaged about 300 yards rushing per season in his career. But yeah. obviously, but, I mean, he, really he played wrong. six games last year, 288. So, I mean, shoot, 50 yards a game. So, yeah. I, I don't I don't remember year by year, but he had 1,155 yards rushing in his three years. So, I don't know. Uh, and, and, 11, and 11 touchdowns to go with it. So I love playing this uh, position game because then it gets us sparks a lot more conversation. So we have a lot more offseason left, so we can kind of rehash these later. So we're going a little bit long. You guys have any parting shots before uh, we get out of here? 
No? All right. Oh, I'm good. See, hey, see you this weekend. Oh, yes, this weekend. I'll see you on Friday. Tyler, yeah. you come in on... You see, come on Friday, too? I'll be there Friday. All right, so I guess since you guys talk about... my, I'm, I'm old. My daughter's getting married this weekend. Oh, my God. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, congratulations, Andrea. Yes, congratulations, Andrea. She doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't even know I podcast. I mean, what, are you, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> so... Uh, be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and view. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red. Go Big Red.